your inner dragon or your chaos or your madness, it's part of you. And instead of slaying your dragon, what if you just loved it? Because healing means coming to terms with your inner beast and giving it a sensual, I never want to let your crazy ass go type of hug. A big, beautiful bear hug. Love it like your life depends on it. Because when your dragon feels seen and appreciated, it hands over everything that it's been hiding from you. All the darkness that you've been so scared of turns into fire in front of your eyes and lights up your new world. Danger transcends into opportunity. And look who's blowing fire now. So love your inner beast and hug until you heal. I'm Heath Armstrong. This is Never Stop Peaking. Yeah. It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. If you behave, you'll get a nickel you can spend on stuff. And in time, you'll get a dime if you impress your boss. So you can buy some more stuff just to numb your thoughts. You've been a space-driven higgity hunk of me since birth. Flying through the universe on a rock called Earth. Composed of stardust with an emotional gut. Why you letting conformity slam you up the butt? You're not one fucks, two fucks, red fucks, blue fucks. You can play duck hunt and wait around for luck. Or you can rent a big truck and drive your vision. Build a palace to the moon. Your schmuck friends piss their pants Get up and dance, rocket ship that booty Take a chance for your freedom, miggity milk that booby Cause when the fear attacks, it tries to crack What you're thinking? Fuck no, you'll never stop peeking Open those pretty little eyes, dude Look within the expansion Because you can see the whole universe if you only stop trying. (laughs) Rays of sunshine kissing your face. Sweet, windy aroma romancing. Borrowing moisture from those pretty little lips. All bundled up within the experience of creation. Notice that little bow on top, too. Gifted back to the womb in which you arrived to this, to this world, through the portal, through that mama portal. A portal of seductive mystery. A door exploding with magic. The overlords of time travel smiling right back at you. Intergalactic dance parties. Ecstatic. The colors that your eyes have never sensed before. Perceptions that your conscious brain cannot possibly relate. Unconnect the dots, yo. Leave your body for a little bit. This journey is much more than laughter and sadness. It's a riptide of kisses for the entire world. When you close your eyes, you realize everything is in its right place. Balanced. Perfectly balanced. All under the spell of unconditional love. Do you see it now? Hitting these types of thoughts or these ideas or these flows, they feel like a high. When you could start seeing the world differently than you see it right now, it feels like a high. 
You know, are you eating your salad with a fork again, or are you going to try it with a spoon? Are you going to play Duck, Duck, Goose again, or are you going to play Duck, Duck, Moose? Are you going to follow the purple brick road, or stick to the yellow? Whatever you do, don't listen at all, right? (laughs) And learn to love yourself. And a lot of this can come from the expansion, the expansiveness of expanding your mind and your consciousness and, and reaching new experiences that you can't really get by staying in your comfort zone. Now, this is part three of a three of, of a, a series called How to Get High Without Using Drugs. Go back and listen to the first two episodes before listening to this one if you haven't already. Because we got into some really spicy stuff and we're going to continue on this episode as well. So today we're going to start by talking with flow consciousness. We're going to move through the rest of the list. And all of these items can be reviewed through the blog post on heatharmstrong.com forward slash get high. This episode is brought to you by the Sweet Ass Affirmations deck, motivation for your maniac creative mind or your creative maniac mind, I suppose. That's available on ragecreate.com. It's available on Amazon. And soon to be lots of other places when the second deck comes out as well. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please, this isn't something that makes money or brings in revenue. It's something that I do out of sheer creativity and passion. Um, do me a favor and and like really just just leave a review on whatever podcasting app that you're using. I know some of them make it really hard to do. It's like, how the fuck do you even find this place to leave a review? But the thought of the thought of doing it. Of course, sitting there and thinking about it right now, you're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Maybe I'll leave a review. But like, seriously, if you really appreciate this, please just just take a moment and stop and go leave a review because it really does help get this to more people. And there's not a lot of other things that we can do to expand the audience other than pleasing the master algorithm. So if you can do that, I appreciate you. And let's get into this episode. Some more juicy ways of how to get high without using drugs. Here we go. Come on, everybody. Let me hear the beat. Come on, come on, everybody. Let me hear that stickity, stickity, rickety, dickety beat. Yeah. I have the pleasure to present to you. All right, in parts one and two, we went over quite a few different ways to get high without altering your consciousness, but how to get high and alter your consciousness without using drugs. We talked about meditation. We talked about sound baths and singing bowls. We talked about breath work, singular concentration, sensory deprivation tanks, skydiving, sex, alternative masturbation methods animalizing, uh, getting nude in public, cold water therapy, body inversions, yoga, physical exercise, acupuncture, gua sha, cupping, massage, and, and fascia therapy. 
and that brings us to the nipple of where we're going to start today, which is flow state. And as woo as it may seem, I really believe that the anchor of creating happiness and prosperity in life all comes down to how well you flow within the experience. Now, you can take actions and you can track your goals and you can set things and accomplish them, but if you don't learn how to flow within that experience eventually, none of it's going gonna, it's gonna to unfold into what you want it to be. Essentially, <coughs> excuse me, there's these fucking stink bugs that are invading this workspace that I'm in and they keep, ah, sometimes they whack me in the face and sets off some things. Anyway, flow is essentially learning how to identify and, and follow you, your intuition at all times. No matter how many resistance and fear gremlins try to disguise themselves as logical or realistic thoughts inside your kinky little head. And to put it into the words of one of the most brilliant people that I've ever met, Justin, who was on a, a previous episode about flow consciousness, which was kind of a messy episode because I was in a fucking, my mind was not working that day, but I, I it was probably, I'm being my own worst critic. It was probably a good episode, but you can go back and listen to it with Justin and, and Jackie about flow consciousness. Um, he's the co-founder of Flow Consciousness Institute, and to put it in his words, how our individual and collective consciousness consciousness interacts with and ultimately shapes reality in conjunction with other forms of consciousness or quantum information systems from the macrocosm to the microcosm. Um, that's what flow consciousness is. Let me repeat it. <laughs> How our individual and collective consciousness interacts with and ultimately shapes reality in conjunction with other forms of consciousness or quantum information systems from the macrocosm to the microcosm. What the fuck does that mean? Well, in, in you know, simple, I like to do the best I can to put things into words that everyone can understand because I'm not that smart. Uh, well, I'm smart, but I'm not trying to talk down to myself and you shouldn't do that to yourself either, but my vocabulary skills aren't as advanced as some people. When you live in a state of flow, everything feels good. Do more of what feels good. That's kind of how I look at it. It's almost like you are being guided by the highest power of all, which starts within yourself. And of course you are being guided by it. It's the voice that taps the mother and says, get the kids and drive to grandma's house immediately. Something feels wrong. Just before a, a tornado hits and destroys the, the home that they were in right? It's the feeling that makes you feel so depressed and miserable that you have no choice but to leave your well-paying job so that in the darkness, you can find the light that creates opportunity for you to actually feel alive and pros prosperous and, and purposeful and happy. Does that make sense? And if you hear the, uh, shit, one of the stink bugs hit the, hit the spark thing and it's, it's sparking and shot. Hold on. I'll be right back. It's I got to go fucking shut this thing off or it's going to cause a fire. Okay. Real life, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> but where were we? Okay. So living in a flow state is essentially like being high all the time. And 
that's the goal, right? It's like, how do we never stop peaking? How do we always feel amazing? And, and it's only part of reality to know that you're going to have to go to the bottom of that mountain. You're going to have to feel your shadow. You're going to have to feel pain. That's all part of the balance. But it doesn't mean that that shadow in the bottom of the mountain and the pain has to take over and ruin your life. You can use those areas also to fuel your creativity and your opportunities and expand your networks and connect the dots to the stars. It's about learning how to flow through that so that it doesn't affect you negatively, but more so you can use it to affect the rest of your life positively, including internally. So it's like being high at all times. And you could read one of Justin's brilliant papers on mapping the evolution of of consciousness, which is really a holistic framework for psycho-spiritual development. Um, You can get that by going to the blog post and checking the link. That is at heatharmstrong.com forward slash get high under the flow consciousness version of the blog. I'll post the link there so you can check out his paper. So get in the flow. Follow your intuition. Oh my God, the thing's fucking popping again. Fuck! Hold on, I'll be right back again. Unbelievable. All right, so what I just did there was an absolute, not an example of flow state. (laughs) Uh, But I caught myself at least as I was getting angry and now I'm back to being calm. And so let's talk about creative experience, which could be something like writing or, or any form of visual art or craft or painting or poetry, the experience of creating something, right? And bringing it into physical form. And I'm just going to say it. If you aren't doing some sort of creative process on a regular basis, whether you feel like you're a quote unquote creative person or not, then you need to start right now. Even if it's getting a piece of paper out and drawing a heart, do it. Because as a human, you have a power that you share with the gods, and that is the power to create. You are here to experiment and explore and bring new types of creations to your life. Your muse wants to play with you, but are you listening? That's what this whole thing is about. I have one of the driest educations in work history, which was in concrete engineering and construction, right? However, I look at what I've done by tapping into my creative flow, and it blows my mind. Even just by being around creative processes, like concerts or or plays or art shows, you could start creating anything really you can start connecting the dots with with all different outlets of your creativity there's really no excuse write some poems slap some paint on a canvas go to the valley and do some yodeling get some bathtub crayons and draw out your visions on the tiles of your bathtub i do that shit and it's amazing There's something exciting that happens when you're standing in a bathtub and you're grounding yourself with the water that has been with the pipes. Ideas start to flow like crazy. It's not entirely about what you create, but mostly about the act of creating itself. Being the creator and the creation. Because the things that start pouring through, whether you like them or not, 
are eventually going to land somewhere that you like, that you love, that you can use to move forward, to expand, to get high, to never stop peaking. That's where opportunity and abundance meet each other. Play on that playground. Play on that playground. As much as possible. Whoo, creating. I mean, even like sitting here doing this podcast, I'm like, this type of creativity to me gets me so fucking high. It gets me pumped. You can hear it in my voice, right? You can feel it maybe. I don't always talk like this. I don't always get this amped up. A lot of times I'm super introverted and I'm not saying a word in group settings. I listen a whole lot to people, but I really don't respond that often. This is when it hits. This is creativity. What's your outlet? What's your channel? Let's talk about digital detox. A really, really cool way to expand your consciousness and get a little high. A very clean, serene type of high. A beautiful type of high. To step into the flow state, which can really balance out a high at all times, right? There is no easier way to do that than by removing all of the disruptive distractions that fight for your attention. This is why we made the Sweet Ass Affirmations deck. Because out of all these things in the world that are knocking your attention off in just a couple seconds, why don't we have more things that remind you of your power and your brilliance and your magic in just a couple seconds? In today's world, the distractions that hit you most often take the form of digital things like messaging apps or social media or television. They are designed to give you a little dopamine drip of instant gratification, all while disguising the impossibility of you ever placing inside of the marathon race of life and creativity, let alone winning. I urge you to read Jared Jaron Lanier, Lanier. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he has an amazing book called 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now. If you want to explore the deep, dark world of how these platforms are manipulating your life and removing our ability to experience being human, even if it wasn't the intention of the creators of these platforms early on. Of course, there's massive amounts that good that come from these, these avenues and these platforms. We connect together, me and you, we connect. We probably started connecting via some sort of digital platform or, or uh, social media, right? That's amazing. But you have to get to the point where you're not letting the digital gremlins control your life more than you are able to create a better life out of using the platforms. And in the book, he's not, he's not asking you to remove yourself from the digital world completely, but simply presenting arguments of why you should at least take an extended digital break to get the bird's eye view, to, to rediscover yourself in a natural way. I'll link to that at the, the, all of the notes for this blog at heatharmstrong.com forward slash get high. I will link to that book. But, oh, these are just fucking stink bugs. There is no doubt that your productivity and awareness will absolutely explode if you do a digital detox. I've shared programs through my email list before, and the results always make me melt. Those who take extended breaks from social media and the toxic news and other forms of digital distractions seem to end up expanding awareness, increasing creativity, and sustaining happiness on a much higher level than they were before. 
And for me, it's absolutely baffling how much time appears when I'm not stuck in infinite scroll mode on Instagram. I crush books. I spend way more time outside. I truly dial deep into relationships and conversations with people and pups that I value. It doesn't have to be hard. Start with turning your phone off for three to four hours in one day. Just try that for one day. You're going to catch how many times you try to grab your phone and look at it, but it's off and you'll be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then turn it off for an entire day maybe. And maybe you'll get to the point where you have the luxury of turning it off for a week. Look, you can still use your phone to make a phone call if you need. Of course, if you have family or children, you have to be able to connect in some way. I get that. But detox the distractive apps and keep the phone off when you aren't dialing or when you don't need to be connected. Perhaps you can post a message saying that you were taking a hiatus on your social media accounts and then log out for a set period of time. Say 60 fucking days. What would 60 days off of Facebook or Instagram or whatever the hell? What are these? What are you guys using these? TikTok? What does 60 days off that stuff do? Almost every creative project that I've completed came off the back of me turning my digital distractions off for an extended period of time. You're not going to miss out on anything, I promise. If anything, you're going to gain back yourself. And when you find yourself again, you can align with your purpose and stay super high all the motherfucking time. Also, if you want like a, a little bit more of a crafted guide to this, you can check out Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism. It kind of walks you through a process of removing distractions and optimizing your, your life away from the digital world. I'll link to that as well in the blog post. HeathArmstrong.com forward slash get high. Let's move on, shall we? Brief and extended nature submersions. Or we could call this the art of nature bathing. All right, this is a biggie. Although it can be hard to remember since large parts of society have really evolved to be so disconnected from the natural world these days, You are, in fact, a natural being. And it breaks my heart to think of those who are born into a concrete jungle and never make it outside of the box. If you have access to the outdoors, you're lucky. Some people never make it out of the city. And if you do have access to the outdoors, are you taking advantage of this prime medicine? Not only is nature beautiful, but is the prime healer. It's the human recharge station. It affects health, happiness, gratitude, and every other aspect of your life. You are a child of nature. Your body charges and heals in the mountains, in the lakes, in the forests, in the oceans, in the grasslands, under the sun and the moon. You are not an electronic. You cannot plug into a wall and re-energize. Your battery depends on the great outdoors. While technology has definitely added some serious magic to our lives, it's not the only source of magic. Fuck. If you feel like you've blasted out some great work on a computer, that's great. But take a moment to walk outside and be one with your habitat, your creator. Imagine what it's like 
to be electronically disconnected. Taking a fresh backstroke inside of a glacier lake on top of a mountain, gazing over the endless blanket of green forests and natural beauty. And then maybe after, you'll be rolling around naked in the woods, absorbing antioxidants for natural healing. What if you had no idea that the President of the United States just shit his pants again, and you were completely unaware how angry you should be at the drama happening on your Facebook wall? The birdies chirp. The sun smiles. You get to bask in all the glory. When submerging yourself in nature, you become one with the earth. And you learn that the likelihood of both thriving and suffering is directly in sync with your awareness and respect for the natural world. Whether spending 10 minutes outside standing on the grass with your shoes off or doing a complete through-hike over four months on the Pacific Crest Tail. <laughs> Pacific Crest Trail. Probably takes more like six or seven months. The medicine is important. That's what we're getting at. Do not take it for granted. You did not come to this glorious natural planet to miss it entirely. The Great Mother provides. Are you receiving? Are you accepting her love? Oh. This rolls us right into foraging edible plants and, and loving awareness walks. These are like treasure hunts, I like to call them. Great ways to get high to feel good, to never stop peeking, to understand that there's magic all around you, which will blow open your fucking creativity, blow open your ability to love yourself and love those around you, to stop judging so much, to stop depending so much, to detach from these things that you think that you absolutely need. Next time you're making love with your digital detox and you're submerging yourself in nature, this is how this works. These things usually work in tandem, right? You do a digital detox, you have more time because you're not staring at boobs on your phone, and then you go outside and you walk in nature instead. Start by bringing your awareness when you're out there to all the different types of plants and and elements and animals and insects and, and fungus surrounding you. Pick something that interests you the most and start educating yourself on it. If you love flowers, see if you can find a local flower identification guide and start searching for wildflowers when you're walking around or hiking. If you think trees are the bee's knees, because they are, perhaps do the same with them. Learn how to identify them. Learn all their different characteristics. One thing I've fallen in love with is mushroom foraging especially when I was living in the Pacific Northwest up until a couple weeks ago. I'm in Tennessee right now. Currently, mycologists estimate that there are around 10,000 known mushroom species. And I've seen this number go between seven and 10,000 up to, I mean, some numbers go way higher than that, obviously. 70,000 that have been identified. I don't know if they're known. But this is just a fraction of what really exists. I get crazy high for the opportunity to truly dial in awareness to the outdoors and see if my intuition and the great earth can combine for some edible and medicinal finds. You know, along with gardening, growing your own fruits and vegetables and plants, you know, 
Foraging and gathering are some of the most naturally rewarding activities ever. But it's not about just taking. If you go out, take a trash bag along with you and help keep the earth clean. It's amazing how much shit people throw out and into earth with no regards to the health of the environment or, or people around them. It's just a lack of awareness. But by you giving back, by helping clean up and possibly even bringing sacred things with you, go pick some sage and, and place it down. If you, in the spot of the mushroom that you forage, you know, if you're, if you're going out and collecting medicines that you've learned about from plants, give something back to the earth at the same time. That's why composting in it and its system in itself is so beautiful. It's all part of the abundance cycle. So detox from your phone. Detox from your computers. Then go outside more. Do some meditations while walking. Be aware of all the things around you and how beautiful they are. Tell them that you love them. And then start foraging. Start learning about the earth and the environment. You won't regret it. Let's get into contagious laughing. <laughs> this may seem bonkers, but an interestingly unique and effective way to pull yourself out of a funk is to push yourself into something called a contagious laugh. This is basically when you stand up with your hands on your hips and you force yourself to start laughing. Of course, at first, if you're in a bad mood and you're not feeling great, you're really not going to want to do this because you're grumpy as fuck. At first, it will feel awkward because you aren't happy and things probably aren't feeling that funny. But as you start forcing a loud external fake laugh, it can very easily domino into a few legit laughs at just the sheer ridiculousness, ridiculousness, ridiculousness of it. And it only takes a few real laughs to start a chain reaction internally, which sends out a self-contagious rampage of laughs. Why don't you just pause this right now and try it? Do it. Or do it while I'm still talking. Do it right now, seriously. Pause this podcast and spend the next few minutes laughing like a maniac. <laughs> I had a friend reach out once and she was making an album of of all these people having a contagious laugh. And she was reaching out to people and saying, hey, just start laughing and record it and see how it happens. And I was like, what? That sounds so... So I just started laughing and I did a recording and it just kept going and going and I got hooked and I was just laughing and laughing and laughing and it was magical. And then her idea was to put that into an album that people could listen to. It's just people laughing contagiously because it brings you up and it's funny. It makes you happy. There's a lot of studies out there of how laughing is contagious to others as well. If you start laughing, that lighthearted and fun energy can really transfer to those around you. And it's probably going to increase the beauty of their moods too. So if you really want to start your day on a stellar note, put a little note next to your bed to laugh. And start doing it every day when you wake up. I mean, I'm high as fuck laughing like a creative maniac for most of the day with my nipple clips on. <laughs> okay. 
Moving on. Alternative light and sound experiences. So this can get, this is where strobe stuff gets real trippy, man. Real trippy. Real high. The combination of unusual visions and sound can create some really trippy experiences when you mix the two together. And in the most basic form, simply placing yourself in environments that are out of the normal are going to, it's going to really allow yourself to experience and expand your consciousness and create a high state. We talked about a lot of these different types of experiences already. And aside from submerging yourself in the infinite ever psychedelic world of nature, there are lots of different tools and creations that can help you create that expansion too, which is what this is, whole thing has been about. But do you know that feeling of how kind of wacky it feels when you step into a black light room with like strobe lights and disco balls and some sweet jams and maybe you're wearing your tie-dye undies? It's like a whole new world. And there are lots of different experiences, masses of different experiences that can run parallel to this including like playing instruments or attending concerts or going to silent discos or virtual reality games or the psychedelic bathtub experiment, which is basically when you're, you put you know, black light and strobes inside your bathroom and you get in the bathtub and turn all the other lights off and you take a bath in this environment. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, ecstatic dancing, planetariums, kaleidoscopes, Laying under the stars, but naked. Using binarial beats. Oh, I love binarial beats. And more. All of these things can create alternative light and sound experiences for you that can really take you to highs and really blow open the expansion of your consciousness. Any of those things can be Googled. You can do research. You can ask people you know about them, and you can find resources. Of course, there are some linked to this blog at heatharmstrong.com forward slash get high. Beasting through these. We're beasting through these. I got about three more, and then we're going to close this out. But again, this is just cracking the surface of all the different possible avenues that you can you can take all right conscious eating an external flavor sensory deprivation flavor sensory deprivation so salt and pepper and hot sauce oh my it can seem like everything that we eat these days needs to be covered in some sort of spice or condiment or, or fried to a crisp just to get it in our throats and make us like it, which is kind of crazy. And while flavors can certainly be delicious and addicting, natural foods also have unique, exquisite flavors of their own without anything stacked on top of it. Somehow we've created this world where we drown out the actual flavor profile of foods as they are meant to be in exchange for artificial topping. And we have become so addicted to these toppings that we choke down our food at jet speed like we have never had food to eat food to eat before or we never will have this food to eat again. External flavor, sensory deprivation 
is the act of removing all external spices, condiments, and flavors from your food for an extended period of time so that the natural flavor profiles start to flourish. When you consume anything in excess, your body and senses start to become numb to those things. And just like with drugs, the effect of the stimulation lessens over time. To fully experience the magical flavors that the natural foods have to offer alone and when mixed together, cut yourself off from pouring fucking salt all over your plate, from using all of these heavy spices. Because when you take a break from all that stuff, your senses will actually heighten and you'll start to taste the true profiles of what you're consuming. These super strong spices like excess salts, they just numb your sense, your, your sensory ability to taste other things. So it kind of rolls into conscious eating. And conscious eating is the act of paying gratitude to your food source for its support of your health and the experience that it creates for you. And when combined with flavor sensory deprivation... You can create alternate consciousness experiences every time that you eat. <laughs> Instead of rushing your food down your throat, what if you slowly added small bites to your mouth and you closed your eyes and you started to visualize the food and the source of the food as you chew? Where did this food come from? How grateful are you that this food sacrificed its life to nourish your body and pass its energy on so that you can continue to live and carry the energy. Who was involved in transporting this food to you? Did it come from the rich soil outside of your home or was it shipped through multiple states or even countries to arrive on your tongue? What emotions come up when you're tasting and savoring this food? How does the first bite differ from the last? If you implement conscious eating into your life, you'll not only find happiness and gratitude in your meal experiences, but you'll also be able to carry that awareness to other areas of your life as well. And well, heightened awareness in itself is one big beautiful way to never stop motherfucking peeking. All right. Fasting, but in particular, I'm not going to talk about ex all the different types of fasting. There's lots of information about fasting on the internet, and they can take you in some really interesting mindsets and highs. I want to talk about a simple 24-hour water fast. Again, I'm not a doctor. I cannot tell you what's going to work for you. But I can tell you what water fasting has played as a role in my life in detoxifying my body and allowing me to enter higher states of consciousness. So as a target, once a week, I aim to carry a 24-hour period where I consume water and nothing else, usually on a Friday. It's, it's easiest for me to start after dinner on Thursdays and then hold it until dinner time on Friday. Nothing really feels out of the ordinary of the first half because I'm eating and sleeping per usual. I have dinner Thursday night. I go to sleep. I wake up. 
But the first 12 to 15 hours of Friday, I enter a very altered state of mind as my body isn't really absorbing the foods that it's used to getting. It starts to get very irritated. But once I push through the cravings for a certain amount of time and I drink plenty of water, which is important if you're doing water fasting, way more water than you normally drink. I enter a very serene and calm high with clarity out the wazoo. And my energy levels feel really, really good. Colors are more vibrant. And my awareness is more focused. And I don't necessarily claim or think that I'm more productive on these days. But I'm more aware of where I am and who I am and what I'm feeling. And within this process, the body and the organs have a chance to detox as well, and they're working really hard, so you might have crashes and get tired. But in this roller coaster of energy and detoxification, it's very possible that you're going to get very clear downloads on your goals and your visions during this time, because I do. So... I've included a link on this blog post to a Yogic Way of Life article, which is about a one-day fast and its benefits. You can check that out at heatharmstrong.com forward slash get high as well. Try some stuff out yourself to expand that mind. And last but not least, besides breaking the rule, breaking the rules is a good one too. Break some fucking rules and see how... You know, I'm not saying go break the law, but break, you know, break some rules and be a little rebellious and see how that makes you feel. See how that makes those nipples hard. Because that's valuable as well. But let's talk about the very last one on here. And this is something I've been doing the last 40 days because I've been on an extreme cleanse sobriety streak. Lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is essentially a dream where you the dreamer, become aware that you are in a dream. And by having this awareness, you are able to somewhat control the characters and the journey and the direction of the dream towards something you are trying to find or manifest or learn. And some people naturally have the ability to lucid dream often without even changing their normal routine. But if you are like me, it doesn't come so easy. I have to train my brain to be able to do this. Most of my life, I didn't remember my dreams other than the monstrous visions that woke me up with their power every once in a while. But once I started keeping a dream journal, my intention was to try and remember what I was just thinking about when I woke up and write it down as fast as possible. And by doing this, it started becoming easier and easier for me to remember my dreams, sort of like building a muscle or a habit. And there are many techniques that have been researched to help lucid dreaming occur. And some of those are the reality testing method, um, MILD, which is, the I think, the mnemonic induction lucid dreaming system, uh, wake back to bed. There are also a lot of incredible natural herbs that can help induce more vivid and wacky dreams as well, including uh, ginkgo biloba, I don't know how to pronounce this stuff right, valerian root, mugwort, burdock, and more. But the simple practice of building the habit is what you want to gain. It's what you want to go for. 
and it can get down to things as such as setting your alarm, I think, every 20 minutes or something. Um, there's a certain amount of time that gets you into a deep sleep cycle, and then it can wake you up. And if you continuously wake yourself up every 20 minutes with an alarm, you can then jot down what you were just doing in your dream and go back into your dreams that way. That's a, It's kind of hard for me to do. I've tried it, but um, it's worth checking out. And it's cool. You're navigating in a different realm. You're navigating in a different world, a, a parallel universe. And you're able to go in and find answers that you need and bring them back and better your life. You get high. You never stop peaking, baby. So in conclusion, because that's the professional way to say this. <laughs> as you navigate your journey to expand your consciousness and welcome a new heightened awareness. You're going to start journeying into deeper experiences with more profound expansions. Look, if you find some methods that you love, I urge you to continue your expansion to other methods that may seem foreign or strange to you as well. Of course, do more of what you love, but do more exploration. Because the more you explore, the more you're going to discover. Your happiness and understanding of the internal and external world is imminent if you keep expanding your mind. And in this podcast series, I wasn't able to expand upon all of the methods that I have found helpful or still wish to explore in my ways, you know, including hypnotherapy or or Reiki energy healing or tarot or excessive spinning or sleep deprivation or deep repetitive practices or the Zen power yell or commune living or music festivals or BDSM and extensive solitude, travel, Vipassana, spontaneous gatherings, strag life meetups. There's something called infinity rooms that's really fascinating. Dream machines, stoic studies in itself, organ boxes, or even motherfucking intergalactic space laser blasting. There's so many things, it's, it's just infinite. But all I'm asking you to do is to take that first step in exploring something that makes you uncomfortable and expanding that consciousness to get high in a way that you've never done before. All the show notes, heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcasts, heatharmstrong.com forward slash get high. Peace. There's a place called space and it's got the magic. There's a place called space and it's got the balls. There's a place called space and it's got the passion. There's a place called space where we can smash the walls. There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity and the chatter of incompetence is slaughtered at birth. In this place called space, we'll build a factory of smells that will assemble with our minds and sell to earth. Yo, thanks for listening to these three episodes. Uh, Todd's out today. I know you love him. I apologize. He's getting a manicure and a pedicure and his butthole waxed. But 
I, yeah, I just wanted to say, if you made it through all these episodes and you're here now, thank you. Like, it means so much to me to be able to share this information with you, and I hope that it's helped you. As a creative, and, and for many of us that do creative things, we never really know with what we're making is, is truly helping people. And, you know, we, creatives have a much more, seems like peak and valley roller coaster of highs and lows, which is why I go through the process of creating things like this and sharing stuff that has helped me personally, because I want it to be able to help you in any way possible, or at least open up your mind to, to think differently than you normally would be thinking, um, or to get outside of your comfort zone at the very least. If you enjoyed this, I'd love to hear from you, whether that be just, you know, leaving a review on this podcast or emailing me or contacting me through the website or dropping me a message at, at Heath Fist Pumps on Instagram. Uh, it means a lot to me to see what you all have to say. And believe it or not, I keep every message that has been sent to me on a collage board and I read them often to keep myself going and to stay creative. So if this type of information, this is a little bit different than what I've normally done with the podcast is it's more direct. And I think I'm going to move into this sort of direction a little bit more um, of sharing things that I personally discover and use in, in a more constructive way. If, if you liked this format, let me know. And of course, I'll mix in interviews and things like that. But I, I really love your opinion. Other than that, uh, love you all. Take it easy. I'll give Todd your best and I'll see you on the next show. Peace.